0: It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. Hello, friends. Welcome back to The Wright Conversations. So excited this episode. So, you know, with this whole foot thing and the other stuff that was happening in my life before the foot thing, there were a lot of interviews that got like, moved and moved and moved and moved and moved and then like the internet went out for like a month which was great for a podcaster. Um it's it was just like a lot and and this this human and I went back and forth and stayed so patient with me and we are finally here to talk. I am so thrilled. Today's conversation is titled a conversation about dysregulated nervous systems. And to talk about it, we have an expert here who is now my new friend. Uh, Their name is Maria Victoria Albina. Maria,
1: Victoria, will you introduce yourself (laughs) to everyone listening? Hello, hello. I am so delighted to be here and you are worth hanging on for. Your show is dope. You're dope. I'm stoked to be here. I wish all all y'all could see her like Huxtable time sweater she's wearing because it is (laughs) super dope. She's bringing style. She's bringing smarts. Come on now. I'm blushing now. Gotta holler at a Leo. I'm an Argentine Leo. If you want a pump squad, my people, we we got you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes, uh, my name is Maria Victoria, and uh, let's see, oh, what are my words? I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner, a master certified somatic life coach. I trained in somatics in so many places for so many years uh, with the Century Motor Psychotherapy Institute as a coach, which is Pat Ogden's work, uh, it was, uh, somatic experiencing, which is Peter Levine's work. I trained in movement for trauma uh, with Jane Clapp, and uh, so many more that I would bore you to death with my nerga So I share. It's not polite to kill listeners in the first three minutes. Rich, come on,
0: yeah, Don't bore them to
1: death. Yeah. Bore so them. Like, I am now dysregulated. Dis- <laughs> I came here very regulated, and then you just started boring me with credentials, and now I am full of sympathetic rage, and I'm going to murder you. <laughs>
0: Please do not blame this podcast for any behavior that you oh take God. afterwards. For, there is for
1: educational purposes only.
0: Yes, <laughs> if you commit murder, we are not. Responsible or boredom.
1: If yeah. You just are <laughs> so bored, you die. All right. Well, we should we should make it more lively now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Great. Okay, that was so, enough credentials. Again, I- I'm also the host <laughs> of the Feminist Wellness Podcast, which is also a good time. We yes. Can talk more about that later.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta go listen to that, friends. Yeah, you will love time. it if you like this show. I promise. Good time. Um. So, okay, let's hey. get into like basic. Fundamentals. Mm. Before I hit record, I was telling you that a yeah. lot of people, whether it's clients, someone DMing me on Instagram, like a random family member or friend, nervous system regulation is kind of like a huge buzz thing right now, yeah. similar to non-monogamy, right? Like sure. all of these things have been around for right ever. And now right. all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is really trendy
1: right now. Mm. It is, yeah. It's worrisome, so talk to me, but yeah, yeah. Talk
0: to me about that a little bit. Let's just
1: like dive in. Yeah. Talk to you about the nervous system?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like this this trend of of regulation and and kind of what yeah. you're seeing.
1: It's really interesting because I, I feel like it makes so much sense, right? Because it's like the silent generation and the boomers talked about 0.00% of feelings, <laughs> right? Unless- anger. Yeah, negative 10. Negative 10, except anger, which yes. was, that was- Yes, yes, yes. The yes. anger and Valium. Those <laughs> are the two feelings that were allowed. One is for humans socialized as men. One is for humans socialized as wives. And yeah, that's, right? uh, that's yeah. sadly true. I watched Jeez. the chorus wow.
0: line movie for the first oh. time last night, which okay. I'm a huge theater dork and never uh, saw the movie. You are a thespian. Correct. And this man falls on the floor and starts crying, dancing. Oh. And this woman goes, did anyone have a Valium? And the, the, the other person looks at her, I swear, and was like, is that okay to give him? And she goes, I've had four today since oh. lunch. And I was like, oh my. So anyway, that just reminded me of that. So wow. yes,
1: Valium and anger. Valium yes. and anger. Those are the two feels. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh okay. So right. So coming from there, you know, Gen X millennials, we came of age in a really interesting time where Gen X was like, wh- I am like I'm 1979, so I'm like Gen X millennial mm-hmm. cusper. I mm-hmm. choose Gen X mostly, but you know, wildly feral, completely unparented, like just on our own, be home before the streetlights come on. That that was parenting, right? Yeah. Um, and then the internet came and there's just been this this blood into all of our ears and eyes and, and the social milieu of like therapized language and therapeutic frameworks for living as like popular parlance, right? It's just like, we're not talking about the Delia's catalog. We're talking about like attachment theory. Delia's. Wow. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Kicking it old yeah. school. Cause I said Gen X, you have to say Delia's. It's actually international law, but anyway. I, yeah. I, I'm a
0: millennial and I like Delia's. I still like Dude. checked the mailbox for that of was. Course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Check that mailbox. Yeah.
0: Right. And that's true. That's true. The conversation used to be more around that. And now it's like those same nine to 12-year-olds are like talking about attachment theory and if their friend is gaslighting them and, right. you know, how to have a hard conversation,
1: which is great right. in many, many, many ways. It's super amazing. Like, I think, like, let's just start with it's super amazing and. And. Right, that's a yes and. Mm-hmm. I am also a thespian. Um, so, tapping into my, talking my, all oh my, improv skills to yes and you. Um, so yeah, the, and is like, I think we, we can lose the thread pretty quickly and we can start to pathologize just being a normal human and having feelings and we can call it like, Oh my God, I was like really dysregulated. And I was like really an in insecure attachment. And you're like, no, someone told you they'd be there at four and they didn't show up till like six and like your feels were hurt. Cause like, that's a rude thing to do. And it doesn't have to be complex and it doesn't have to be point towards pathology. And that's, I think that's where, that's my sticking point is the pointing towards pathology. So I think it's really helpful. So the focus of my work is um, both somatics as like a, a broad Thing that I do with the people, my clients. And then the other half of my work is working with humans socialized as women to overcome codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing thought habits, which I put under the umbrella term of emotional outsourcing. And you know your girl trademarked that. I love that. It's so good, right? Emotional outsourcing.
0: That. So for everyone listening, can you yeah. define what A, oh, yes. that means to you? With and joy. then also codependency because- definitely. One is an original, and then the other is like widely misused. And I want to like widely misused. Just nip that in the
1: bud mm-hmm. before we continue. W- with joy, um, uh, and my best friend's six-year-old says uh, "nip it in the butt," with emphasis on "butt." Love and that. And every time he says it, he gets like that mischievous grin. But you're not like allowed I to get mad but. at him, right? Because it's like kind of the term. It's adorable. So <laughs> let's so nip so it in the butt. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, codependency. So, yeah, so the old definition, right, is effectively the, the miseric- miserable enabling wife of the alcoholic man, right? It's this very heteronormative, men are alcoholics, wives are long-suffering, but it's also her fault kind of paradigm that I find really problematic. Um, The whole conversation in the 80s about codependency when the big books that were written came out, um, it came out of the the war on drugs. It comes out of Christian literature and then the war on drugs. And, you know, the U.S. was, Reagan, fully focused on um, really deeply shaming folks with substance use concerns, which they were calling drug addicts. Please note, I didn't say that, Reagan did. And then Nancy needed something to do, right? And it sort of became this conversation of of what's the other half of this? Who else can we sort of blame and villainize? And it became the the quote unquote wives, right? So um, it's always been really in the popular parlance, once again, tied to addiction and that you are somehow at fault because you're this codependent bad actor. I'm calling uh, complete and utter bullshit on that in like 17 different flavors. Um, I just think it's really garbage and it really keeps people like me from getting help, right? And Mm. seeing ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I define, I don't believe in codependent people. Like, I don't think that's, I think it's complete bullshit. And I think saying like, oh, my character's a problem. It's defective. There's something inherently wrong with me. I am a codependent. Keeps us trapped. Yeah. And keeps us from realizing the absolute, complete, and utter brilliance of codependent survival skills.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So as a little girl, I learned to people please. And like, my dad was working 400 million hours a day Right. And so I took on being the second parent. Yeah. Right. And I would make dinner and I would clean the floor and I would like do all this stuff, often without being asked to try to create peace in the home. Right. And to people please both of my parents. And to like I took on these roles because I was fucking brilliant. Like every other four, six, eight, 10, 12 year old who's like, you know what's going to get me through? Help me either survive and potentially even thrive in this setting. Is being the good girl, is getting the straight A's, is getting, being laudable or being the rebel and the scapegoat and checking out and thereby protecting a younger sibling, which is what I later did in high school, Mm -hmm. right? I became the like, like, oh, look at me, look at me, she's fine, ignore her, Mm -hmm. right? So she could get straight A's and she could, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And these are survival skills. Is there, you're not defective. You're not broken. So when I say this comes out of the Christian literature movement, it's the same shame and blame paradigm of original sin. There's yeah. something wrong with you. You are a very bad codependent adult child. Like, no, you're an adult who has survival skills from childhood. Right? <laughs> right? Like, you're not a right. child. You're, you're 45 and you pay taxes. Like, yeah. Right, step into emotional adulthood instead of staying mired in the story that you're, you're, you're broken. So it's also not a diagnosis. Like, oh, please, as to yes, yes. right. Like as a
0: therapist who, Uh like, I don't love, I don't love diagnosing. I do think that they're, yeah, Yeah. it's very complicated. There's a there's a time and place where it's very important, and I think that you know for some diagnoses it's like needed and we sure. have to have it. And, and all of that, that said codependency is not, not a clinical diagnosis.
1: It is really not. Cause it's not a thing. Right. 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 So we talk about it. Like it's like a thing, but it's yeah. not, it's right. your individual way of surviving that fits a certain sort of Predictable pattern in many ways, but mm-hmm. takes all of these beautiful different flavors, right? And so I see people pleasing um and perfectionism as I use the word symptoms because people understand that, and I'm a yes. clinician, and like yeah. people write like it, it works colloquially. I I also find it problematic at the same time that I say I also talk about polyvagal theory, understanding all, everything about heart rate variability and like. Thayer right. versus Porges and how there's problems with Porges' theory. Like, come on now. But exactly, we, exactly. Right, okay. So it's, it's between nerds, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. learn about that later. Uh, we're getting a little high nerd here. I'm going to pull it back. But, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so uh, people-pleasing and perfectionism are symptoms or expressions within the constellation of codependent relating, codependent thinking, codependent behaving. And, and at its core, I, I define that, emotional outsourcing, as chronically and habitually, right? So we're speaking to habit here. We're talking to procedural memory, implicit memory, right? We're talking media. F- okay, I'm going to get out of brain structures. <laughs> you make me want a nerd. There's, I look at your face and I'm like, let's go nerd. I love it. I love it. So chronically and habitually sourcing our sense of wellness worth, value, and safety from everyone and everything outside of ourselves instead of from within. Can you say that one more time for people? Oh, with great and endless joy. Emotional outsourcing is when we chronically and habitually source our sense of wellness, worth, value, and safety from everyone and everything outside of ourselves instead of from within. So when the question is, am I good? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Is it, oh, I want to set a boundary, but like, I don't want to, I don't, I, I, I uh, we look to someone else. We look to social norms. We look to what are the other PTA moms doing? We look to what did my mom do? What's my, what would my dad think? What would the neighbors think? Right. I was talking, I was coaching a client yesterday who wants to leave her husband, but is worried about what everyone in her community will say. And she's miserable. She's unhappy. It is not. And she's like, there's this genuine, like, but, but what, I mean, what's, what's everyone going to say? And I'll say, like, I get it. Right. Of but course. at the same time, like, oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, your definition of that so resonates with me Mm. um, both personally and professionally. And I think it's such a good umbrella for, for all of these different symptoms that Mm -hmm, can come mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Um, You know, it's so, it's so interesting to see these terms kind of be socially co-opted and interpreted in different ways. And so I really, really appreciate the, like, crispness of this. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And and to bring it back to, you know, our 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 title for today Mm -hmm. and the and the nervous system, we look outside of ourselves for others to regulate us. Because at some point in childhood we came we we came to the understanding to the story, we to the narrative really that we can't regulate ourselves. And that comes from having adults and caretakers who were not able to regulate for us and co-regulate us when that was the only option. Can New they, babies, yeah, they can't can. regulate themselves. They like yes. literally, they don't know how to do that because they're not supposed to, right? It is up to their caregivers to regulate their nervous system. So what the hell does regulating a nervous system mean? Was that your next question, Rachel Wright? It was. How did you know? I, I read your beautiful mind yeah. because that's what in codependent thinking, that's what yeah. I, I, I <laughs> do all day long. So And I now expect you to read mine and get yeah, me a perfect well, birthday present without my asking. As a recovering
0: codependent person,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you, you read it already? You,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I yeah, really appreciate
1: welcome. that. Thank you. Anytime. You're the best. Anytime. Oh, my God. What would I do with I would die without you? Don't say that. It goes so (laughs) fast. It goes there so fast, though, right? Yeah. It really does. Within the psyche, it's like the leapfrog from, like, oh, yeah. I think you're cool to like, (gasps) yeah, attachment, deep attachment, fear. Yep. So quick.
0: Yep. It's wild. It's really wild. And it comes again
1: from this whole regulation thing we're here to talk about. So the short and the long of it, I'm going to make it short, which is, again, hard for an Argentine. But
0: I have faith.
1: <clears throat> I have faith. Oh, thank you. I really, I feel very seen. Listen, we're mammals. We're human mammals. We're pack animals. We're supposed to connect. The driver within our nervous system is to connect with other animals regardless, or if you're from Boston, irregardless of what's going on. We just want connection, right? Because we understand that you and I are small, I, in particular, am souvenir-sized in the height department, but even my brother-in-law is 6'3", and compared to a rhino, that's pretty teeny tiny, right? Right. So as a species, we're little ones, and we need one another in order to stay safe on the evolutionary savanna of life. Mm -hmm. And so our nervous systems are built to co-regulate, meaning to connect with other nervous systems for collective survival. We are also wired within that system to know when another nervous system is, uh, to say it scientifically, freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so our nervous systems attune to one another and our heart rate, our breathing, and any anxiety or chill within us. And that's because lions. So when our nervous system detects lions, we start getting ready within milliseconds to run. So the, the humans will immediately upon see, sensing neurocepting on safety, the lack of safety, we will go into flight. That's that's our first stance. We're not out here to fight because once again, souvenir sized planetarily yeah. speaking. Yeah. And so we're ready to book it. We're, we're all fast-ish. Not if you're talking cats, but like, sure. yeah, <laughs> right but we're we're fast enough. And so the body mobilizes into what's called sympathetic activation, fight or flight, an adrenaline state. After, if you stay in the adrenaline long enough, uh, eventually cortisol, another stress hormone comes out. Everyone thinks cortisol is so bad, but um, you know, if you ever need to slam on the brakes, praise be to cortisol. So um, yeah, we get ready. We're going to rock and roll. We're going to get the F out of here. And so Everything that happens in the middle of the animal, swallowing, speaking, thinking, thyroiding, digesting, reproductive function, all of that slams to a halt so you can book it. Rachel Wright, if you were digesting a cheeseburger, would you want to continue digesting it if a lion was on your tail? Or would you rather run real fast? I think I would Mm. run. Think about it. You've run. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, That is going on your permanent record. I'm really (laughs) glad that you chose really well. Good job. Rachel,
0: right. I mean, look, if we're talking Listen. about like my want, I would want okay. to sit and digest, and I'd be pissed that the lion was in the in the picture would to begin Share with. my
1: burger with the lion.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, do you want to bite?
1: You like, bite? can Let's we chill. like talk can about your, your emotions? Ratings? Maybe What's going you for you? me, it's for you. It's know? just childhood wounding. Yeah, you seem right? a little Did angry. You... Wow. Wow. What happened in your cubhood? Let's talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. Let's just what, what was your pride like? Oh, wow.
0: What was your pride like? What was the vibe in your pride growing up? (laughs) Next, next. The show is now canceled because
1: I have died of laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and good night. Uh, (laughs) So long and thanks for all the fish. And uh, Where were we? What was your pride like? That's amazing. Next next psychological
0: case Hmm. study is going to be on Simba.
1: Wow. Which it's really funny because in Somatic Experiencing, we use this um, uh, acronym called SIBAM to talk about sensation, right? To talk about feelings Mm. and the felt Mm -hmm. state. It is such a lost opportunity to have called that Simba. And I just don't know what Peter Levine was thinking. All due respect, sir, if you're listening, you you lost it, buddy. Yeah. Brilliant brilliant, genius man. But like, please go back and change it to Simba. Change your entire practice model. Yeah. Just do it. (laughs) Simba we are incorrigible you and I <laughs> yes this is this is this great. is, this is <laughs> so, okay so sympathetic activation fight or flight we are small so you will flight which means your uh blood your energy your chi your like everything goes to heart and lungs and paws and feet right so you can book it out of there but if that lion catches you kapow punch it in the nose you are flooded with endogenous cannabinoids your HPA access for those who want to nerd that way Woo, full alert, Broca's area, all the way off, right? You are, you're, kapow. Should it not work, you can't escape the beast. You get snatched by the ankle. What do you do? You fall to the ground and you play dead. Why? Because you're no fool. You know lions don't like dead prey, right? You can outsmart that lion by looking dead. Heart and lungs immediately slow way down. Blood flow slows way down. Blood pressure way down. Heart rate way down. Now, instead of endogenous cannabinoids, you are flooded with endogenous opioids. You do not feel pain. You're in an anesthetized state. We're going to side note that because we're coming back for it. The lion will smell you. Look at you. You're going to look pretty friggin' dead. She's going to walk away. And then what survival. happens? You stand up, you shake it off and you bolt. Now, so that it's called dorsal. Dorsal is when you are, you're, you're, you're dead. Dead, dorsal, dorsal, dead, right? That's how we, in medical training, you have to like, it's all mnemonics or you won't forget, remember a damn thing. So dead dorsal. So you're like, you're listening to Rach and I now and you're like, listen, Maria Victoria, this is cute, but who cares? Why do I care? So you care because while studies show that most, the average American is rarely chased by a lion, we do have lion-like events in life, including your mom texting. <laughs> <laughs> Inclu- <laughs> if it's my mom, then. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, right? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. What? No, what? Just, It's just great. I love that that was the first one. Or like lion, bear in the woods. Text mm. message from mom.
1: Yeah, you know, it I know, really, and and
0: for many people that is definitely, definitely a lion event. It is the lion event,
1: lion event. For sure. Yeah, I'm just always. I actually just hand the phone to my partner, and I'm just like, I'm not reading this. There are you, plenty
0: of names that could pop up on my phone right now. My mom happens to not be one of them. Mom, okay, if you're great. listening, you're not a lion event. Mom, I'm going to say it again. Mom, mom, Aww. you're not a lion. She's going to be sitting Aww. there like, do you
1: think I'm a
0: mom, you you're not I'm a lion. A lion?
1: Event. lion? Yeah.
0: Oh. You're not a lion mom. Um, oh. but there are plenty there of names are. in my phone mm-hmm. that I have saved their numbers only. So that right. when it, if they happen to ever
1: call me again right. in my
0: entire life, I right. know that the right. lion is calling. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. I feel like you and we should all, we, the collective should go back into our phone and put like little lion emojis in front of those oh. people's names. Wait, I love that it's idea. It's such a great, like, that's such a, like, like, like it gives you like a little millisecond to come back into yourself instead yes. of panicking. You're like, I saw the lion. I don't need to see the name. I can just breathe and, yep. and, and just know. I love that. Yeah. The
0: Honey Pot is more than the products in your bathroom cabinet. It's embracing that time of the month. It's staying balanced through the ups and downs, good sex and bad sex. It's exploring, it's learning, it's plant-derived. Powered by Herbs and Science, the first complete personal care system to get you what you need when you need it. Check out The Honey Pot at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, and on thehoneypot.co. You can enter code RACHEL20, that's rachel 2 for 20% off your first Honey Pot order on thehoneypot.co. Okay, so yeah, so Lion wow. Events. So. Lion Events.
1: So right, so all sorts of things activate our nervous system. Um, Also, I don't know if you can hear the construction. Not at all. You can't. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. I didn't want anyone to think there was a lion event happening over here. I'm in ventral vagal, the safe and social part of the nervous system, feeling very chill and very happy. Um, So lion-like events happen all day long. Our nervous systems get activated uh, for one of two reasons. In this moment, stressors, that's rarely the real reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Be- and I, and I bring that up to say, like, even if, if you've never been in a plane crash over the Serengeti, like that's a, that's a real brand new stressor. That's not a nervous system trigger. Right. So then the second category is nervous system trigger <clears throat> uh, activation in the nervous system. And, and that's what most of us talk about or think about, or like see in the hashtag world when we're talking about nervous yeah. system dysregulation. The nervous system, particularly the limbic system, which is the reptile brain, the back brain, right, the brain stem part of us, it's very binary, right? And so it understands lion, stick in the grass, right? There's no garter snake. There's no right? There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a panic machine. And it is the, it's the mind's chaos monkey because we needed that back in the day because before the first epidemiologic shift, when we died from things like lion attack, well, we needed that. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Right. I talk about this a lot with clients Please? that we haven't evolved so much brain-wise past bear in the woods. And so if the last time you went into the woods, there was a bear there, good luck going back into the woods without having a response of being bear hypervigilant there. for a bear.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's very much true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so the limbic system will turn on and it will, well, it's not just limbic, right? It's it's limbic and amygdala and other, but meow, 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 brain parts, just so we can just keep going. Yeah, yeah, So the yeah, yeah. Lay, lay listener gets this. Um Brain parts turn on, tell your body to freak the F out, sends a signal via the vagus nerve, the tenth cranial nerve, the longest nerve in the human body, and tells the body to freak out, to go into sympathetic activation, or I have been scared by this so many times. I just I I just I I wait, what? What's happening? I'm sorry, I went into dorsal shutdown. Mm. I just my mom just won't stop texting and like mm. like I I just, I, what? So that's dorsal shutdown. Yeah. Mm. Sympathetic is anxious. It's worried. It's the, the phrase is I have to. Mm. Dorsal is led by, I can't. I can't, I just can't look at that text. I can't call her back. I can't go up for that promotion. I can't apply to grad school. I can't get married. I can't get divorced. I, 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 I don't have the vital life force energy in my nervous system to support me in doing what I want to need to do for my life because I am so fucking exhausted because I've been running from lions since I was in the womb or since I was a little girl, my parents divorced or since we immigrated or since, we since, since. And I'm, I'm tapped. There's just no gas in the tank because sympathetic lion is full gas. It's, it's zero to one majillion. It's put yeah. on the gas and you're burning it up, right? And we can talk about that as glucose, as adrenaline, as cord, like you're burning your vital yeah. resources, right? On yeah. a on a biochemical and, and energetic, right? It's whatever field of you know, thinking you want a TCM, Ayurveda, mm-hmm. come at me, right? Everyone's got <laughs> it's all the same story, right? Yeah. And so how this applies to you is in how you respond to the lions of your own life. So the default response is what you learned in childhood, what was modeled for you growing up, what, what you've come to know because we have these things called mirror neurons in our brains, and they're the monkey see, monkey do part of us, right? And they see your parent, for example, freaking out in this particular way and say, oh, that's how we survive around here, right? That's how we do. And so that's what becomes normalized within your mind, your body, your nervous system, right? If you see, for example, I, my mom takes everything personally. She's currently offended. Rachel, you just offended her. How dare you? <laughs> how, how dare you, right? But like, I remember walking around in my 20s being like offended all the time or taking mm-hmm. things personally because my nervous system learned that that's safe, that I right. am safer if I'm taking things personally right? Because right? then I, I know it's about me so I can do, you know, it, there's a whole complex. Absolutely.
0: There. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. And then we create the narrative around it to, to help it make sense for us. Of
1: course, because we yeah. are meaning making machines. Yes. So that going to 10, either a freak out or collapse, that is led by your nervous system, your autonomic or automatic nervous system. Hear mama carefully here. Automatic. Right. And so I have brought this framework into my coaching because I'm a nerd, but also because it helps us to relieve some of the blame, shame and guilt we carry around the way we automatically react. Yeah. Because what we need to understand is that it's nervous system first, meaning making second. Yeah. And so in that split second, your automatic wiring takes you where it's going to take you. From there, you get to make decisions though, right? Yes. And so it's both understanding what is machine machining and then coming in to say, and now I'm a grown-up, and I get to bring in personal responsibility, not to blame or shame myself. No, no, my angel, that is biochemically antithetical to your goal of more regulation, where regulation means a balance of gas and brake. A balance of gas and brake. Because if someone who tends to say mean words at you texts, it's it's normal to be like, okay, 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 this is when I read this text, it there may there I would like to be prepared, right? To be strategic, mm-hmm. to be thoughtful, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between seeing someone's name on your phone and be like ah! yeah. or collapsing, yeah, and instead having a mediated modulated regulated a little gas and a little break
0: right so it sounds like for someone who is newer to nervous system understanding yes. and work yes. that somewhere to start and please yeah. tell me if this is off is noticing what the automatic response is first yeah and seeing what is there without right. judgment
1: Right. And the without judgment for people who need science is the medial prefrontal cortex. So, the medial frontal cortex is our third eye, it is uh, our watcher. It is the part of us in our own brains that watches us have feelings, have felt experience, have sensation. uh, And that part can either turn on, allow the amygdala, the fear center, to get turned on in a moment, or it, it carries something called the amygdala break, which is really fucking cool it can literally go to the amygdala and it's like, yo, 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 we're doing this differently. Her mom texts it, but we're not freaking out this time. No, no. Keep an eye She's, she's chill. I'm watching her. It's good. It's good. No, she's doing it. She learned, she learned all these skills because she was working with Rachel and Maria Victoria and she, she learned some stuff and she's not, it's good. Amygdala, yo, take a breath. And the amygdala is like, Oh, I don't need to fire. I don't need to go into sympathetic. Yeah. And medial prefrontal is like, no, I told like we're chill now. And it's like, oh, snap. Okay, fine then, right?
0: Uh, I love this. And, you know, its I'm so excited for people to hear this conversation because I often hear a debate in our world between Mm. uh, somatics and therapy. Uh, And I'm like, why are we debating this? It's an and. It's an and. (sighs) Like most talk therapists, most psychotherapists, myself included, does not have 10% of the training and nervous system work that right. you have, right? And there, maybe 15, but like it's not, it's nowhere near the amount of time and energy and knowledge, nowhere near. And similarly on the inverse, somatic practitioners, most of them did not go to school to become a licensed therapist. And so right. there are things- I have no psychodynamic training
1: except for like being a total nerd. Right, right. 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 Which, and right. that's
0: like, that's like my somatic training. Yeah. Like I've sought it out on my own, but sure. like, I, y- yeah. yes. Yeah. And I think that this, like, this question that pops up for people, clients of like, well, which one do I need Right, or right. which one is quote unquote better? It's like, sometimes the answer is one or the other, depending on sure, where you sure, are in your yes. journey. Yes. And often it's both. And often like, both. we got to integrate right. this work and look at it as a holistic process for someone because the stories we tell ourselves and our nervous system, if y'all haven't been hearing this, are very much linked.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, so in the nervous system world, we say story follows state. Mm. Right. And so the way I describe this Mm. um, is if you think about an old school card catalog, like at the library and my partner's a librarian, because what is cuter than a librarian and a nurse together? Yeah, that's like, pretty that's cute. Like, it's pretty like, cute. Or two dykes in the fifties who are like, "Well, there's only four jobs available. <laughs> I'll take one. You take another.
0: Like right? Barbie librarian and Barbie nurse
1: go yeah, to work. Exactly, and like, we're together. Also a Butch librarian. <laughs> like how cute, right? I love it. I there's love it. There's A lot of cardigans around here, and I'm I'm just I'm really here for the volume of cardigan in our closet.
0: Ah, uh, same with me, yeah. and me and my partner Ashley. We are like <laughs> cardigan cardigan art. breaks
1: yeah right yeah is that a queer it. thing i think i think we have queered the cardigan yes. i don't know if the cardigan started queer <laughs> but we have queered it
0: love so, it so okay it. Love great it. i'm
1: glad you're here for that so yeah. where on earth was i going the card catalog in the brain yes so the brain catalogs different thoughts into different card catalogs one is sympathetic adrenaline freak the fuck out flight if you can't flight fight oh we didn't bring fawn in but we'll let's it's we'll okay do another episode we'll, we'll do another on. one great yeah. that's fine make sure that you subscribe to the show we're going to do fawn it's going to be a exactly good yes the other card catalog is ventral vagal the safe and social part of the nervous system i can't speak for rachel but i'm very ventral vagal right now i'm chill mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. so good and so happy i'm nerding about something I absolutely adore, or someone who's fabulous, we're having a great time, we're being of service, like, Mm -hmm. what could be better? Doing this in Paris. But (laughs) other than that, what could be better? Yeah. Right? Yeah. um, Ventral vagal. So there's stories that the brain easily catalogs into ventral vagal, and then there are stories that are cataloged into dorsal. So again, when I said, I have to, and I can't, that's the tenor of the thoughts that go into sympathetic and dorsal so cbt is cute but cognitive behavioral theory right the like just change your mindset to change your life super I, cute uh, yeah Conceptually. it's actually ador- it's adorable right well but like also the groundhog in my yard is cute but then exactly destroyed my garden so like, yes. what is cute
0: CBT, we could have a whole episode on. And please, friends, do not confuse CBT with DBT because I have very, oh, very right. different, I huge proponent of yes. DBT. Um, yes. and there are parts of CBT that are
1: used. There in are parts DBT. that are super great. Uh, yes,
0: yes, but on its own, it does not.
1: Well, if we look at the evidence base, it it doesn't. It not yeah. I know it doesn't yeah. do what you want it to do. Yeah. So the point is so a lot of modern therapy and modern coaching is really around changing your thoughts to change your experience. There is something valid to it. I mean, it's also a central tenet of Buddhism, right? And we have to recognize that the initial thought and the second thought come from are part and parcel of your nervous system. Right? So if you're unsympathetic and your body is screaming, girl, run, you're being chased by a lion. When you see, let's just stick with this because it's easy. You see that your mom texted or your boss is like, we need to talk after lunch. Mm. Or right, or like, actually, I also think those words should be illegal. And I have consulted the Hague. We need to talk. What is wrong with you? Please don't I do that it. to anyone. It is not do, a kindness.
0: I, I often talk about setting containers. And oh, yeah. when, I, when I talk about it, people hear that. They think Mm. that I'm saying like, we need to talk when, like six o'clock. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're missing the crucial part of like, I want to talk to you about blank. When is a good time? Which is like totally different than this like ominous, we need to talk Mm -hmm. gray cloud
1: thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Okay. So on this note, I know that we are about to hit time and we so clearly need to do another episode. Forever. We do. Which we didn't even we get
1: to the crux of this, which is that regulating is not always the goal. So I think that's really nice foreshadowing. Yeah. And we should record a follow-up on that.
0: I agree. I okay, agree. Great. So great. if we pause there, And okay. you want to leave everyone mm. who has listened to this with something today. Mm.
1: Let me feel into it. Yeah. You are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You have a set of scripts in your mind and your body that were once friggin brilliant. And no, I'm not going to call them maladaptive. They were friggin brilliant and amazing. And they are worth celebrating. And I mean celebrating. In my programs, we celebrate the habits that have made our lives fucking miserable as adults. Yeah. Like we throw them up like a legit party. Like a DJ dance party, I'm I'm zero percent kidding, because we have to celebrate it, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, from celebrating, from switching its place in the card catalog, right? Because when we bring compassion, we activate the medial prefrontal cortex, and then we can change the card catalog, and that's incredible. And so it's no longer, oh, I I I just don't get vulnerable in romantic relationships. It's oh my god, y'all listen, my My inner children do the most amazing thing and they block me from getting vulnerable. Like how amazing, they love me. Wow. So celebrate the things that have been challenging Mm -hmm. as a beautiful first step so that then you can work with folks like us and can start to change those patterns. And the more you celebrate it, the more you come to truly believe that you are not broken.
0: I love this. Thank you so Thank much you for being so here. Yes. Ugh, same. So I'm going to put good. all of your info in the show all notes, but for those who are auditory, can you just tell people totally. where to find you? Absolutely. So uh,
1: I have a very special present just for your listeners. What? what? So if you head on over to victoriaalbina.com slash Rachel, oh. you can slash Rachel because we love you. That's so exciting! So, so love presents. You can download a suite of meditations, um, nervous system orienting exercises, all sorts of treats for free, just for your listeners. Victoria Albina, A L B I N A. dot com slash Rachel.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: you can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness, and my podcast is called Feminist Wellness, and it's for humans of all the many genders beautiful thank you so much and i can't wait to do this again yeah i can't wait
0: that's all for today you sexy folks what questions came to mind as you were listening continue the conversation with me over on instagram at the right underscore rachel and don't forget please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together